From the gray homestead in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchast. We're spreading the ideas of freedom and liberty from the front porch, one episode at a time. Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And this episode starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. I hope you're ready for another episode of Front Porch Anarchast. Tonight we are going to uh, try a few new things. Couple of uh, a couple of things to try to keep me on track so I don't do as much wandering and rambling. I'm constantly changing the format of the uh, of the podcast. One thing I'm I'm a pretty busy guy, so it it takes a lot of uh, time to do one of these podcasts. You wouldn't really think so. You would think that you know I'm not putting any effort into this at all, but. There is quite a bit of effort that goes into it, and so it takes time, and I'm busy. We have a large garden. We're trying to figure out how to preserve some of the food that's in there. If you have any suggestions, go ahead, because we've got tomatoes, tomatoes coming out of our butts, and we have a lot of peppers at this point. We have sunflowers that are they're getting ready. We have basil. We have sage. We have, we have quite a bit of things that we're trying to um, preserve, doing a little bit of dehydrating, doing a little bit of canning. So anyway, and there's a lot of there's a lot of downtime in between each episode of Front Porch Anarchist. So I'm always trying to change things. Believe it or not, I really don't want to be rambling. I wanna I want to um, you know make make this worth your while. Make uh, the best use of your time that I can. So I'm trying a few different things. I think tonight I will um, I'll run down some of the uh, posts that I made on the Front Porch Anarchist Facebook page and see how that goes. That'll kind of keep me on track. And then maybe afterwards I'll uh, maybe I'll play a one of my Richard's Road Rants. If you listen to the last episode, that's all that one was was just a. Uh, a Richard's Road Rant. Before I get started here, one thing is, um, one thing is, okay, so sometimes when I make, uh, when I make comments on things on um, social media, I don't know what it is. It's like the low IQ people or maybe just the people who don't want to uh, think outside the box. Maybe they can't, maybe Maybe just the idea that that someone doesn't believe the same way they do, or maybe they feel like I'm trying to um, I'm trying to change their life, or maybe I'm trying to destroy their world, or I, I don't know. Maybe they just feel threatened, so they just lash out the best way they know how. And you know, I make a simple comment, and there was a post. It was about Joe Biden and Afghanistan people getting killed or something over there and I can't find that post right now but but the response to it uh, I mean my response was I I can't believe people hold on a second 
Oh, yeah, here we go. My response was, I can't imagine why people are willing to put their faith in governments. And there was a there was one decent reply to that. And then this guy, Joseph Maxwell, I told him I would give him credit for this. I'd make sure to give him credit for this. So, hey, Joseph, if you're listening, thank you for this. So Joseph's response to Umi was, I'm going to quote this like this is exactly what he wrote. Front porch anarchist, you spelled your name wrong, Hoss. And so I asked the guy, I asked Joseph Maxwell here on Facebook, which part, Hoss? And then uh, Joseph, in his, in his infinite wisdom, says it's anarchist with an I. Now, if you've listened to the show very long, right? It's Front Porch Anarchist. Anarchy podcast. Anarchist. I would think people who listen to podcasts get it. You found it somehow or another. I'm assuming that you understand what it is. Joseph wasn't really thinking. He just wanted to lash out at me, I guess, because I can't imagine why people are willing to put their faith in governments. And I, I guess that just offended his sensibilities. I don't know. He really didn't go into it. So he just tells me it's anarchist, in quotation marks. And that's, um, that's when I told him, uh, you know, well, that's actually anarchist, Hoss. The name of the podcast is Front Porch Anarchist. Anarcha- anarchist plus podcast, right? Um, even gave him a link to uh, five things you need to know about Front Porch Anarchist. It, it describes it all right there. So Joseph goes on to, uh, to tell me that it's actual. That's a, um, let's see what he says here. Oh, Front Porch Anarchist changing one letter is a lazy portmanteau. And it doesn't really work. Drop the H and maybe add a hyphen. But what I, you know, what I pointed out to him is, is that he's just like all the rest of the statists. They want to lash out at me and just say that, uh, you know, you can't even spell anarchist. So anarchy would never work because you can't spell anarchist, right? Joseph, I really hope you listen to this episode. Maybe you'll listen uh, all the way through, actually, because I'm really not that bad of a guy, Hoss. Just your normal, average guy who just wants everybody to leave me alone. That's all I'm looking for. I don't need anybody to... Anybody in a suit 2,000 miles away telling me what to do. Some tired old little man can't even find his way to his front door. Uh, you know, I don't need him telling me what to do. I don't need that guy to you know, be sucking the life out of me. So that he can tell me what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm more than capable of living my own life. I don't need that. You know, I don't even need some guy who's a hundred miles away from me telling me what to do or how I, how I need to live my life. As long as I'm not hurting anybody, what, what business is it of some guy a hundred miles away from me telling me what I have to do? Why do I need some guy who's even 20 miles away from me? telling me how tall my grass has to be in my uh, in my yard. I, I don't even need my neighbor telling me, you know, what color my house has to be. What What's that all about? Why do people think they have the right to tell me how I need to live my life? As long as I'm not physically or mentally hurting somebody, what, what do they care? What color my house is or how tall my grass is? 
how many cars I have in my driveway or where they are on my property. It's my property, right? What right do they have? What right do they have to tell me that even though I don't have any kids that go to this public school that's just a few miles down the road, why do they have the right to take money from me to fund that school? I have three kids. My kids don't go to that school. I take care of my own kids. Why why are they taking money from me to do that? You know, they don't they don't have the right to do that. They have the might to do that. And sorry for going off on that totally uh that rant there, but you know, these the people who believe in that, the people who believe in all of that level of statism, they're the people who are trying to call me out for for the name of my podcast, something so silly as the name of a podcast, they can't, you know, they can't wrap their head around it. They want to, they want to make fun of that. So, so, Hey, Joseph, thanks for uh, some material there. You know what, Joseph, send me a, send me your address and I'll send you a, a front porch anarchist t-shirt. That way you can remember how it's spelled anarchist, right? Lazy and all. And I'm serious about that. And talking about t-shirts, i I dabble in t-shirts and uh, and decals, and I do have some Front Porch Anarchist t-shirts. I'll make a deal with the listeners now. And I don't have a lot of listeners, but, you know, as far as podcasts go, I have a pretty fair following. The first five people that will message me with their address and asking for a t-shirt, I'll send you a t-shirt. Now, there's no telling what color t-shirt it's going to be on, but you send me all that information and the, uh, and the size you want. And don't worry, you know, I'm not coming to your house to stalk you or anything like that. I just need a place to send it. I can send it to your place of work. I can, wherever you can have a t-shirt delivered, I can send that to you. And you know what? If you're in Southwest Missouri, I can bring it to you. How about that? Let me put a caveat of about 30 miles outside of Springfield, whichever direction you are, okay? I could even do that, or I could stick it in the mail, whichever, uh, whichever you want. And you can check out the uh, the Facebook page there for pictures of the Front Porch Anarchist t-shirt. It just has a small logo, and on the back I put taxation is theft on that. So it, it's really nothing, uh, you know, outrageous, but... Might be on a blue t-shirt, might be on a fluorescent yellow t-shirt, maybe on an orange one, maybe on a black one. But if you will send that information to me, I will send the first five people that do that a t-shirt free of charge. So, let me get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. I'm just going to scroll down my Facebook page here on some, and read off some of the some of the things I shared since the last episode of Front Porch on our cast. Oh, okay, very first one. There is a man named Paul Calvert. He has a... Um, sometimes I've heard him on a radio show out of Little Rock, Arkansas. And Paul is a, uh, a gentleman and a scholar. A gentleman scholar, maybe. Philosopher, I guess. And every now and then Paul comes up with a really good post... Now, Paul, if you ever listen to this, I, I really enjoy your posts. I get you, I think. But you're still a little statist. I hate to say it, but you and I have had some uh, some Facebook discussions, 
and you're still a little statist. Um, and my point of contention with uh, with your level of libertarianism is that um, is that a couple of times now you've said that you think that um, that some level of taxation is warranted as long as the state is providing me with services. And I'm paraphrasing that, like uh, police and fire, because they're providing me with a service. And, you know, I'll go off on a tangent here, too. Out at my place in Arkansas, I can't get the police to respond. I actually had somebody shoot a, a bullet into the cabin that I was occupying bounced off of a wall in there. I called the police, and the police wouldn't come out. It was a sheriff's department, but they wouldn't come out. Out where this cabin is, if I want fire protection, I have to pay for it, which I'm fine with. I'm, I'm fine with paying $400 a year or whatever that is for fire protection because, you know, that's, that's on me. That's between me and the firefighters. There's, you know, no... There's no point in the taxation. If I don't want that service, I don't pay it. I don't have to pay it. And if my place burns down, it burns down. That's That should be my option. It should be the same way with the police, which, I'm, I mean, the, the sheriff's department, they're still getting my money in one way or another, but they're, they've made it very clear that they are not coming out there. I agree with you on most things, Paul, but on... Uh, you know, on that basic level of taxation there, it's still theft. But in, in this post I made, it was just sharing one of Paul Calvert's uh, posts. And it he, uh, he just asked a, a question here. Which part of liberty is most terrifying to you? Number one, the part that makes you responsible for making decisions about your own life. Or number two the part that makes it impossible for you to make decisions for your neighbor's lives. If you just read this, you would think, all right, this guy is a voluntarist or or an anarchist, but there's still that level of, of statism there. And and I really think the reason why it's uh, of this post of his was important is because he has a pretty large following, as far as I can tell, and every now and then he calls out the statists. So... Good on you, Paul, for making the uh, statists think a little bit there. His following, his followers there, they did not respond uh, at all to that one. There was one guy who just said, who picked one of those. And then um, I was the only other person who commented on that, as far as I can tell. He did get some shares on that. Um, next post. I shared an article, the title of it is Small Arkansas School Offering Incentives Like Playstations to Get Students Vaccinated. So that in itself is a, you know, that's a pretty good headline. It, there's a quote in this article. It says, quote, also if a student's, if a student's been vaccinated based on what the health department is telling us, we do not have to quarantine those students. So it's about keeping students healthy and trying to keep our students to be able to stay on campus. And that was Michael Bramlett. He's the K-12 principal for the Shirley School District. Okay, Michael, I get it. I mean, 
how much more of a status can you get than a principal of a school, right? You're churning out little statists. That's your job. I get it. You know, you're trying you're trying to use statist funds to pay for this statist endeavor to make little statists. I, I get that. Okay. But we'll get back to the um, to what the health department's telling you. But but first of all, just to do this to kids, it's deplorable. Michael, would you do the same thing to uh, kids like at Christmas? Would you? Would you? Um, I, I guess I need to kind of explain what was going on here. They they let the kids enter into a raffle for a chance to win prizes. Maybe that is. Maybe they actually do have a chance of getting... Oh, yeah, the prizes include a PlayStation, Xbox, television, or Beats by Dre headphones. So they're offering kids who... Should schools offer students incentives to get vaccinated? All right, well, that was weird. But they're allowing kids who've been vaccinated to enter this and of course if a kid's go to thv11.com slash alright well that's pretty annoying there um, let me find a way to turn that down it's a it's a pretty deplorable thing that he's doing there um, some other bureaucrat from that school says that the school district got the idea from other schools there are about 340 students in total for the district we gave our staff a $200 incentive we felt like it was only fair to give some kind of incentive to students. This woman's name is Tyrene Gardner, I think. She's some sort of principal or superintendent or something for the school. We're just trying to do everything we can to keep our schools safe and give them the best education and the best experience that we can. And then in a statement provided by the school district, it says, We cannot teach them if they are not at school. We want students to be here every day. We want students to get to participate in extracurricular activities and not miss their school experience. We want to keep all members of our community safe. All right. Let me address the part about entering kids, entering some kids into this and not other kids. Would they do the same thing to kids who are like at Christmas time? Would would they do the same thing? Would they allow kids whose parents celebrate Christmas to enter some kind of a drawing for prizes? But, like, Jewish kids wouldn't be allowed to because they don't celebrate Christmas? Would Jehovah's Witnesses, would they not be allowed to? Um, there's a couple of other ones, uh, a couple of other religions that don't do that. But would, how would, I mean, that wouldn't go over. You know, they, why do they want to make something political out of this? Why don't, I mean, why not just let everybody sign up for this or nobody sign up for it? It just makes no sense singling out these kids who are probably going through a pretty tough time right now anyway, trying to wrap their head around why everybody in this, uh, you know, in the state funded education bureaucracy why they're all getting these shots and, you know, their parents, though, are like, you know, we're just not going to get the shot. For whatever reason, we're, you know, we're just not going to do it. It's not fair to ostracize the kids. I've been in that situation when I was younger, not for shots or anything like that, but actually for 
not celebrating Christmas, you know, didn't celebrate Christmas, um, no, no pledging of allegiance to a flag or anything like that. And let me tell you that there's a lot of peer pressure going on for the kids to conform and do what everybody else is doing. I mean, it's the point of public schools, right, is to get you to conform so that you all have some sort of shared vision of history so that you all that you all think alike, you all know the same things. It just it's like it kind of levels the playing field um, for adulthood and it they're churning out uh, basically little clones that are good taxpayers. That's that's the job of the school, no matter what they want to, um, no matter what the principal and the teachers want to pretend, that's their job. Churn out those little taxpayers. Well, little, little uh, taxpayers and little uh, vaccine takers, right? Um, let me get into that part here where they're talking about um, the vaccine keeping their their kids safe, their students safe. Does it does it keep them safer? Maybe safer, right? I, I think the main I think the main takeaway here is is that this uh, this Michael Bramlett guy here where he says the main focus is keeping the kids in school. Of course it is, because that's how he gets paid, right? His school brings in money based on how many kids are in his school every day. He goes on to say which is the quote I quoted earlier. Also, if a student's been vaccinated based on what the health department is telling us, we do not have to quarantine those students. So it's about keeping students healthy and trying to keep our students to be able to stay on campus. All right, let's follow the science for a minute. Why? What are they talking about? And maybe he just misstated this, but so if they have a kid with COVID, they don't have to quarantine the kid? Is that it? Or are they saying that if the person is exposed to COVID, they don't have to quarantine them. Either way, I mean, everything I'm seeing, and I think I have a, a, a post or two about that as well that maybe I can talk about later, but everything I'm seeing and what I've heard from the CDC and the, the World Health Organization, fully vaccinated people can get this disease. So, I mean, why... why do they not have to quarantine those people? Why do they only quarantine the students who haven't had the uh, the COVID's vax? Those are questions I would have really liked to have asked this uh, Michael Bramlett guy, or even this uh, Gardner person that says here that she's the superintendent. Oh, and it also says that if the vaccine is ever approved for children under 12, they'd do another raffle just for them too. All right, so she kind of doubled down on that. Uh, you know, no matter where you fall on the vaccine issue, I just, I can't imagine singling these kids out that way. It just seems wrong. It really seems wrong that the public school people can't figure that one out. Next post is, um, oh, it was an opinion piece from CNN. Let me read you just the, the headline here. Opinion. You do not have the constitutional right to refuse the COVID-19 vaccine. All right. Not going to disagree there. You don't have a constitutional right to anything that the government says you don't have a constitutional right to. Because it's their constitution. If they decide that it doesn't say what you think it means, then you're out of luck. 
So I'm not going to argue with that point. But man, there are some. Uh, oof, there's some. Real, uh, that that headline is a little misleading because it went from that headline of "You do not have the constitutional right to refuse the COVID-19 vaccine" to the author calling for coercion from the state to uh, to force compliance for the shot. And she goes on to claim that the government has dominion over your kids. Like It doesn't matter what you as a parent think. It's the collective that decides what happens to your kid. My partner and I, we had a discussion earlier today. Now, I've, you know, I've been called a conspiracy theorist and even up to a year ago for suggesting that eventually it would come to this and here it is it's coming to this there was another guy he uh, did the same thing i didn't i did not share that one i could probably find that pretty uh, pretty easily this woman is just wanting government just to go ahead and and start issuing fines for people who don't take it and we all know where that leads right because and maybe she hasn't really thought about it maybe you know maybe she's just a uh, a status that really hasn't thought about what's behind a fine, but that's just the first step of the threat. If you don't pay the fine, then they come get you to haul you into their court, find out why you didn't pay the fine. They'll usually give you a, a, a chance at that point to go ahead and pay the fine. If you don't pay the fine, they're going to put you in a cage. What happens if you resist going in the cage or what happens if you resist going to court? They're going to resort to violence and then they're going to call you a nut job for putting up a resistance to their ideas. To me, it was just a it's a really scary article that CNN would even share such a thing. But it, it does show the mindset. I, a year ago, I'm being labeled a conspiracy theorist for saying this was going to happen. And here's this woman calling for it. The The other guy. I, I didn't link to it, but the other guy, he was calling for businesses and insurance companies to force the uh, the unvaccinated to pay more for insurance. And he cited some uh, that he worked with uh, he worked with government and uh, some anti-smoking legislation or price increases from the insurance companies or something so that the uh, smokers would have to pay more and that's for their insurance and that's kind of what he was leaning toward on the uh, for the people who don't take the COVID vax and you know what if a health insurance company wants a person to pay more for not being vaccinated for whatever okay fine you know that's great now if another company comes along and you know they're going to offer lower rates then that's also fine It'd be great if government would just stay out of the whole insurance game in the first place, and then we could, you know, we could all pick and choose what we want, and we would get the best, the best possible rate there. These opinion pieces that CNN are are trying to sell here, they, you know, they're trying to they're trying to force the mandate. Of course, that that tired little man, uh, who looks like he looks that like I probably shouldn't pick on people for the way they look, but come on. He looks like the puppet, the angry old man puppet that the guy, um, I, I can't come up with his name right now, but there's some there's some comedian that uses a, a few puppets, and one of the puppets he has is some angry old guy, and it just reminds me of Joe Biden. I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and he just looks like that puppet, but 
you know, even he, Joe Biden, was calling for businesses to mandate these shots. Um, he doesn't have the power to do it himself. He knows he doesn't have the uh, the support of the people to um, to get that done. So he's calling on business people to mandate this, and I don't know. It just it seems pretty wrong to me. Speaking of Biden, the next post I have here is uh, has to do with Afghanistan. Uh, it says the uh, the headline from the article here is Biden decides to keep the August 31st deadline to withdraw from Afghanistan as evacuations. Oh, they've changed the. They changed it. Um, now it just says Biden keeps August 31st deadline to withdraw from Afghanistan. Quote, the sooner we finish, the better. So Biden's taking a lot of flack for that right now. No pun intended there with flack. But the poor old man, he just... 20 years ago, he might have been a little more a little more coherent. Hopefully I can... Uh, let me see if I can play a clip from his latest... Uh, his latest speech or one of his latest speeches or press conferences or whatever right here. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Biden was uh, more rambly than I am, and he's the supposed leader of the supposed free world. And the poor old guy, he just can't hold it together, and people are telling him what to say. I mean, he's admitting that people are telling him who to call on, to ask questions. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. I saw a video of this old guy the other night this guy here he was supposed to be going into the white house and he was following he had two secret service people one in front of him and one behind him they were going they were going the the one in front of him stopped turned around pointed at the door in the direction that that the, that biden was supposed to go then that secret service agent spins around and like he goes down to the next thing he's off the sidewalk right Biden just kept on going. He didn't stop. He didn't turn where he was supposed to turn, even though the guy just pointed him in the right direction. So the Secret Service agent that was following Biden, he just stops because now he's like, oh, crap, what do we do? The president's still going. He's off the he's off the sidewalk. He's in the grass. And uh, they managed to wrangle him and get him in the right door. But the, the, the poor old man, I, I mean... Somebody should get in trouble for this if if they're going to be statists about it, and and they're going to um, they're going to hold regular people accountable for elder abuse. Somebody should probably be held accountable for abusing this elderly old man. He he just shouldn't be. They shouldn't be doing him that way. And I say that sincerely too. I don't even mean that in a in a harsh way. Anyway, Biden. He says that he's going to keep this August 31st deadline to get everybody out of Afghanistan. The only answer I can come up with this is uh, is what the statists usually usually say about some unarmed guy who gets shot or 
killed or whatever. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I, I don't understand why why people continue to support the uh, the government like this. It doesn't matter if it's if it's the federal government trying to colonize the people of a country against their will, like in Afghanistan, or if it's a local group of parents fighting over what time school's going to start or whether or not masks have to be worn or what they're going to have for lunches or how long the recesses are going to be or if you can pick your kid up in in front of the school or if you have to wait in a line or if the kid has to ride the bus. You play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes, right? This has all happened before, with just like in Afghanistan. I mean, I re- I don't remember Vietnam because I was, I was a year old when they were doing the, or maybe I was just born when they were doing the airlifts out of there. I heard about it plenty of times growing up, and it happened before that too. The Berlin airlift after World War II. I mean, it's all happened before. It's going to happen again. After Afghanistan's over, they're going to pick some other country. It's going to happen there. It's going to happen there too. Why trust government? Why? Yeah, I could just keep going on this, but but it looks like at this point, uh, the August thirty first deadline is just a few days away. They're not going to get everybody out of there, and people are going to die. They might get all the Americans out. Doesn't look like they're going to, but. The people who help the U.S. government over there, they're not all going to get out. I mean, I'm listening to press conferences. They say that the people who are taking control there in Afghanistan, they already have lists that the U.S. left behind of the people who helped the U.S. You know what's going to happen to those people. They're going to go find those people and they're going to execute them. And I feel sorry for those people in a way. At the same time, why didn't they know that playing with the U.S. government is a deadly game? It's a dangerous game. You're always one step away from getting thrown under the bus. And in this case, that's what's happening to these people. Biden's throwing them under the bus. And don't get me wrong. If Trump was president, he'd be throwing them under the bus. If Obama was still president, he would be throwing them under the bus. Bush... He started the whole thing, so I mean, you know, he was throwing them under the bus as well. Speaking of Afghanistan, my next post here was, um, was I shared an article. U.S. Marines fire, fire a pair of anti-ship missiles with new mobile launcher. So they have some, it looks like a Jeep or a Humvee, just the no top on it, but it's uh, carrying around this anti-ship missiles. So they're testing these guys out, but, you know, is this going to be the next thing that the U.S. government leaves for for their enemies? I just saw a press conference where one of uh, Biden's guys say that, uh, or one of, the, one of the government's guys, say that the U.S. military left behind $85 billion worth of weapons and uh, equipment along those lines. $85 billion! You know, we're seeing, uh, I see pictures of these Taliban, Taliban, Taliban people riding around in the in the Humvees that, that the U.S. took over there. So they're riding around these Humvees that have 50 caliber machine guns on the top of them. You know, they, they ended up with some Black Hawk, Black Hawk helicopters and uh, other aircraft, drones. 
small arms. One thing I heard today said that they left behind 600,000 small arms. 600,000. If I leave my gun out somewhere, I can go to jail for that. And the U.S. government just left behind 600,000 of them. How ridiculous is that? They just walked away and left this, left their enemy that they've been fighting for 20 years with 600,000 small arms and an unnamed number of Humvees with 50 caliber machine guns mounted on the top, armored, uh, whatever these MRAP things are. I mean, they just, they left them all of this stuff and nobody bats an eye. But if I leave a pistol in a bathroom and a kid gets a hold of it, then, you know, I'm, I'm on the hook here. They're trying to pass laws that say that I have to leave all of my guns in a safe if I'm not like actively holding on to it, it has to be inside a safe. I can't just leave it inside my house because, you know, somebody might break into my house where they're not supposed to be and steal my gun. What a crazy world. Old Creepy Joe is just, uh, this guy, he's really a piece of work. That takes me to the next one here where I'm actually calling him Creepy Joe, where he's calling for the private sector to mandate COVID vaccines for employees. Yeah, I've got one thing to say about that. Creepy Joe needs to stay out of my business. The article's from NBC News. Biden calls on private companies to issue vaccine requirements. So in other news, the uh, FDA approved the, um, the vaccine, at least one or two of them. I don't remember which one. My next post is... Uh, it was a simple one here. It was just a stupid little uh, thing I typed out. So now all of you, it's not FDA approved. People are going to run out and get it. That was It was a silly argument from the beginning that, that these people were making that they weren't going to, that they shouldn't have to get the vaccine or they weren't going to get it because it hadn't been FDA approved. That's ridiculous. Why would they even, why would they make that argument? Because we all knew it was going to be FDA approved at some point, right? So you're sitting there telling me you don't have to get it because it's not FDA approved. Where is your argument now? Where's your argument against this now? My argument against this the whole time is that I don't want it. It's nobody's right to force it on me. I don't want it. So there you go. My partner and I, we were we were talking about that today, as I said earlier, and trying to figure out where our line in the sand is going to be on that. And, you know, I get it. Private businesses can decide who's going to uh, work for them. And, you know, places like Walmart or Costco or Sam's Club. Sam's Club and Costco, they already decide who's going to shop there. You don't have one of their ID things. You're not supposed to be in there. They'll turn you away, supposedly. So why can't they just add that, that Vax thing to it? I, you know... To me, it's to me, it's fine. I think businesses should be able to decide who's inside their store, whatever the reason. And you know, I'm thinking that if you think that that businesses have the right to not serve the unvaccinated, why wouldn't you think that they have the right to not serve anybody they choose not to? It, it's just kind of hypocritical to pick. Um, to pick who they can and can't serve and try to force that on them. Government should just stay out of that whole thing. And, you know, yeah, it's going to suck for some people, but 
you know, if I if I see a business who isn't serving people just because they're black or just because they're Hispanic or whatever, I'm going to go somewhere else. And, you know, the black people and Hispanic people aren't going to be going there. I'm going to assume about half the white people that were that were shopping there probably won't be going either. Um, they're going to lose a great deal of business over that. So let them suffer. Let them be who they are. You know, let them be their authentic self, as they tell me at work. Yeah, that's probably all I should say on that one. The next post I have that I shared, oh my gosh. I, you know, this one, you can call me a conspiracy theorist, whatever you want to call me. And, you know, that I'm just making things up and I'm making things as bad as it can be. But I'm not sure if you're familiar with what's going on down in Australia right now. But they went through another cycle of lockdowns because there were like four cases of COVID down there. So they're closing everything down. I'm just going to read you this headline. It's from the dailybeast.com, and I heard it on a couple of different outlets. It's hard to even read it. Rescue dogs executed so volunteers wouldn't risk COVID to get them. So the shelter, the rescue shelter, has dogs in there. Australia enacts this lockdown for a week or two weeks, whatever it was. They knew people would still try to go get the dogs out of the rescue so that they could get the dogs adopted. So the government went in and executed the dogs or euthanized them, whatever the uh, whatever term they used to sugarcoat that. The, the government went in and killed the dogs so that people wouldn't go out to get these dogs. What kind of crap is that? It's... It's... To me, they did it so that they could judge the uh, the amount of pushback, that they, the amount of resistance that they were going to get from uh, from the people they claimed dominion over. And you know what? They got no pushback. As far as I can tell, nobody cared. It, it's dogs first, people. And what do they do next? They start shooting people in are executing people in nursing homes so people don't risk going there to see their loved ones? What kind of crap is that? And why? I almost said, why do the people of Australia put up with that? But they gave up their guns. Okay, call me a conspiracy theorist, but they gave up their guns. The government can do whatever they want to. I, every now and then I see you know, some weird thing where, where the uh, Australian government is... I'm all excited because they caught some guy with a, you know, he had an illegal handgun. People gave up their guns. They gave the government the right to be the only ones with the guns. And now the government is executing dogs so that people don't go out to try to rescue the dogs or try to get the dogs so they can adopt them out. Yeah, if you can't see where that one's going... Yeah, you might need some glasses for sure if you can't see where that one's going. I don't really... Now what else to say about that? Uh, I shared an article here about, this one was from NBCNews.com as well. Brothers 8 and 6 steer cars safely off-road after father shot and killed while driving. Was it road rage? Was it, you know, was it some kind of gang thing? I have no idea. But what kind of people do this? What kind of people shoot into a vehicle and 
you know, if there was some, if the father was into some kind of gang thing or whatever, you know, why was he putting his kids in this kind of danger? Why was the person shooting at him putting kids in danger? I don't know. And maybe by this point they found out who did that. I don't know. This was four days ago. Oh, and then I shared a, uh, a post from, uh, from Toward Anarchy. And uh, Toward Anarchy is a, uh, a radio show. It's a terrest- terrestrial, I hope I said that right, radio show. And you can catch it on uh, online, live. All you have to do is go to the Toward Anarchy website, and there's a link right there where you can just click on it. And you can listen live on Sunday afternoons. I think it starts at 1 o'clock. So you should give that a, a listen. Um, I believe the man who does it, I believe his name is Michael Storm. He's um, uh, he's an anarchist as far as I can tell, and it's kind of refreshing to hear that on the radio. The network he's on, though, after... <laughs> After Toward Anarchy is on, after it goes off, there's some other guy on there that is, uh, the name of his show is the Trump Phenomenon Show, TPS, and it's nuts because that guy still, uh, he believes that, that Trump is the rightful president, so he's still president, I mean, he's, he doesn't. He can't grasp the idea of government, that when the government tells you who the president is, that's the president. I mean, he is, um, he drools over that that Trump character. Listen to Toward Anarchy. It's a good show. Um, Michael Storm uh, seems to be a pretty good guy. Don't listen after it goes off or your head will explode. Um, next post I shared, it was a meme somebody else had shared. It's just a quote. If you ever feel useless, remember, it took 20 years, trillions of dollars, and four U.S. presidents to replace the Taliban with the Taliban. They, they left out the number of people who died over that. But the point still stands. 20 years, trillions of dollars, four presidents, and the same people are still in charge over there. It's mind-boggling. The people of Afghanistan, they didn't want change. They, you know, they were sovereign people. If if you believe in such things, they were, you know, they had the right to set up their own government if if you believe in government. But yet the US goes over there and just tries to basically colonize it. It it wasn't gonna work. I mean, the Russians had tried it. A hundred years before that, the English had tried it. British, whatever. It's never going to work over there. They're of a totally different mindset than the Western world, and I don't have a right to force my opinion on them through the barrel of a government's gun. I don't know why anybody thought this was going to turn out any differently, but, you know, there you go. I ran across a post online and it's a, uh, I don't know, do you call it a passage from the Bible? Do you call it a chapter and verse? Anyway, some guy shares this thing. It says, Romans 13, 1. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. 2. 
I guess that would be Romans 13, 2. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Romans 13, 3. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. All right, I'm going to just go out on the limb here. I'm not a uh, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a believer in any kind of religion or anything. Um, but I've had people quote um, quote this this whole passage or parts thereof of whatever this is, and to justify the existence of the state of the government. But I read this, and I mean, to me, it's pretty clear. That's exactly what it's saying. Um, I did get some, uh, I tried to uh, participate in a discussion about such a thing there. And basically what I got from, what I got from some people is that, um, that this was taken out of context. Now, you know, I don't know if the Bible is the word and the word is the truth and I mean, there it is. It's written. It's in black and white, actually, like gray and white or gray and darker gray. It says pretty clear here to me that the only governments that exist or the only authorities that exist are those which uh, the Christian God has ordained. So best not be going against it. And what I found is some people actually, they believe that too. They believe it word for word. You know, and I can't wrap my brain around that. I can't even, even if I wasn't an anarchist, how would I wrap my brain around someone saying that the Nazis were ordained by a god, therefore they should not have been rebelled against? It makes no sense to me. And I, I really think that only a weak minded person would use that as an excuse to, um, to say that government is legitimate. Here's some um, some really brilliant ideas shared by Sean Penn, the uh, you know the actor Sean Penn. I would tell you what movie he's from, but honestly, I can't remember any of the movies, any of the names. I can't even remember any characters he played. But here's a quote from this article. The article is from Deadline.com. It says Sean Penn likens unvaccinated people to someone pointing a gun in your face. Sean Penn likens unvaccinated people to someone pointing a gun in your face and citing Second Amendment rights. So, um, old Sean Penn, he goes on to say, I'm just going to just going to quote this, uh, this really critical thinker here. Quote, it's, you know, I have some areas of strong belief in the Second Amendment. But I think that you need to recognize how, you know, with something like this, you can't go around pointing a gun in somebody's face, which is what it is when people are unvaccinated. All right, I'm just going to leave that there, let you make your, draw your own conclusions from that. I have mine. If you're interested in my idea, uh, my thoughts on the subject, just leave me a message. And a little bit of lighter news here. Um, I was driving to work one day, this was five days ago, a few days before that, so about a week ago, I'm driving to work, and I see a van, 
And on the side of the van, it says Rainbow Trash Warriors. And evidently, it's a like a hippie group. They go around and they just pick up trash. Is that not awesome? I mean, they just drive around, pick up trash. I checked out their uh, Facebook page, and that's pretty much what they seem like. It's just people who want to pick up trash. They want they want the world to be a cleaner place. So more more power to these uh, rainbow trash warriors. You should go check them out if you're into such things. Um, oh my gosh, August twenty first, nineteen ninety two, was the day that the um, that the government killed Randy Weaver's son and his wife on some pretty sketchy grounds. They tried to set the guy up, and then they send armed agents out there, and kid sees somebody with a gun, he shoots at them, they kill him, and then they killed his wife. It was a pretty sad situation. I think, I don't think they were able to convict uh, Weaver of anything, and I think they ended up having to pay him a couple million bucks for what they did to... Uh, to his family. I can't even imagine losing your son over something like that, let alone your wife. I mean, they killed, they even killed the dog. Doesn't make any, and I think that's why the kid, I think that's why the kid shot is because somebody had shot his dog, he shoots them, and then it's on, you know, it's a horrible, horrible thing. There's, there's no law that the state isn't willing to set you up to break so that they can own you, which is what they were trying to do with Brandy Weaver. And it didn't work out well at all. And I don't even think any of those guys got in trouble for that. Talk about demoralizing. Oh, and I think this will be the last one that I go into. This one was from, um, I posted this six days ago. It's from NPR.org. I've been listening to a lot of NPR podcasts. It's crazy crap. It's funny, though, because they started turning on Biden. They were... uh, (laughs) They were... Uh, very anti-Trump. As far as I could tell, they wanted Biden to win, and now they're turning against Biden. The only people that... I'll tell you what, if you haven't watched uh, Sky News Australia, you should watch that, because those guys are constantly on Biden. It's it's pretty funny. They've got one woman on there, and her, her sense of timing and her facial expressions after she plays a clip of Biden doing something. They're just, it's funny to watch. Um, so this, um, this that I shared from NPR.org, highly vaccinated Israel is seeing a dramatic surge in new COVID cases. Here's why. It, there's something about it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me because the, the Israeli government, they, they're still blaming infections on unvaccinated people, even though that the vaccinated people, they're, they're also spreading the infection throughout Israel. And then they, in this article at least, they totally discount Palestinians as, as spreaders of the disease because they say all of the Palestinians that get into Israel have to show proof of vaccination. When in Israel, half the people, half of the seriously ill people with COVID, they've been fully vaccinated. So it, it makes no sense to me. The, the fully vaccinated people, if they can catch it, they can transmit it. So those people coming in from, from Palestine, I guess that's what you call it, even if they're fully vaccinated, they could be spreading this crap. 
Um, there's a quote in the article that says that means only 58% of Israel's total citizenry is fully vaccinated, and experts say that's not nearly high enough. We have a very large fraction of our population who are paying the price for a very small fraction of the population who did not go to get the vaccine. Unvaccinated people helped fuel the rapid spread of the virus while the country remained open for business in recent months with few serious restrictions. The bad news, doctors say, is that half of Israel's seriously ill patients who are currently hospitalized were fully vaccinated at least five months ago. Then they go on to say that the Palestinian population is not a source of transmission in Israel. Only vaccinated Palestinians are given permits to enter Israel and Israeli settlements. I don't get the I don't get the mindset there. Where's the logic? Do you see any logic in that? It makes no sense. Oh, I know I said that one was the last one, but um, here in nationalreview.com, it says something is wrong with the president. <laughs> of course there's something wrong. He's a freaking egomaniac who has always sought to have this power. He's always sought to be in that in that chair. And now... He's so old that he can't fulfill the duties. I mean, anybody can just listen to the man. 20 years ago, maybe he would have been the right guy if that's what you wanted to do was, you know, hire some guy to tell you what to do. Maybe he would have been the guy. He's not the guy now. There's somebody pulling his strings. I mean, he says it in some of these interviews is, you know, this is what they're telling me to do. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. Just nuts. That's probably about all that that I'm uh, that I'm going to share for the night. If you uh, you know if you get a chance, you can peruse the old uh, the old Facebook page there and see what I've shared. If you really are looking for something to do, you can always check out the MeWe page too. I'm from Porch Anarchist on Facebook and at MeWe. Scroll through there. Leave your um, leave your opinions on those things. Believe it or not, I'm not always a butthole about things, and I do and I, I enjoy uh, thoughtful discussion. Thoughtful discussion, you know, that's what I enjoy. If you're just going to call me names or whatever, that's probably not going to go over very well. There's some guy on me. He was on me. My profile picture is just the artwork for the for the podcast but i mean literally i i think i counted up like it's two clicks you can go to facebook and once you find my uh front porch anarchist webpage all you have to do is just like uh scroll through it i'm on there my name and profile are there you just click on it and you can see my face right Oh, man, this guy, he was nuts. He was going off on me, show my face. He wanted me to show my face. And I was a coward because I wasn't showing my face. Now, never mind, when I was looking at his his picture, his face wasn't on there either. But anyway, he was, yeah, I ended up going to his profile, and the guy was a real anti-Semite. And I think he wanted to make sure that I didn't fit some kind of a certain look or something. That that's the best I could come up with because I I have no idea why a rational person would be would be so upset about my profile picture on MeWe. 
not having my face on there. That's just nuts. He was telling me, he was daring me or something to, um, to hook up a webcam and have a face-to-face, -face, I don't know, debate with him. I don't even know what we would be debating. Just nuts. But that being said, you can reach me on MeWe. You can just, you could also go to anchor.fm slash front porch anarchist. That takes you to the, uh, to the page that has all of the episodes of front porch anarchist on it. It's a pretty neat little, uh, it's a neat little podcast hosting platform. A lot of podcasters, they all have their own uh, platforms that they're really into. And, you know, any other platform is crap. And uh, Anchor gets a bad gets bad press because for some reason they podcasters want to claim that uh, Anchor owns whatever podcasts are, are on it. Except it says right in the terms of the terms of use or whatever that's called. It says right there that Anchor doesn't own the podcast. So I'm not really sure why, but uh, I like Anchor. They've been a good host to me. I don't get paid to say that yet. I mean, I could I could have been all along if I wanted to. There's just a button you have to click, and I'd rather not do that because I like a little autonomy. But you can go to that webpage, anchor.fm slash front porch anarchist and uh, scroll through all the episodes listen to all those that you want to you can download them you can uh you can leave me a voicemail from right there there's a little button you just push and you can just talk into your phone or you can talk into your computer's microphone and leave me a voicemail that i could play on a on a future episode of front porch anarchist and i think i'm going to wrap it up there if you've made it this far, I really do appreciate it. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchist. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook. No masters.